All right. Metaphysician. Metaphysics Rantcast. I cut that last rant short um, because I was actually trying to repurpose. Yes, taboo, I know. <laughs> I was trying to repurpose um, the audio for some, something else that I was doing. So I didn't want to like actually record 23 minutes and 16 seconds and then um, you know lose the, lose that particular vibe or wave that I was on. Not that anybody cares really. <laughs> Nobody really cares, obviously. So I cut it short to 14 minutes and then now I'm going to do a more expansive normal rant of the 23 minutes and 16 seconds. <laughs> specifically to get into a different part of this uh, AGEAC aka quote unquote Geophilosophical Association of Anthropological and Cultural Studies site um, throwing around the term geophilosophy geophilosophical throwing those terms around a lot but I, I anticipate that nobody has a clue what that means so we're going to explain we're going to basically narrate, and by we, <laughs> I mean I myself, I'm going to narrate, we're going to, we're, we're, we'll, t- t- together we're going to learn about this. We're going to learn together in detail about what is geophilosophy. And keep in mind, I'm not really up to scratch on a lot of my Greek pronunciations and so on. So if I butcher something, you know, just bear with me. I actually already narrated this on the stream, so now I'm going to narrate it again, so hopefully I get it good the second time. What is quote-unquote geophilosophy? It is known that the... Actually, let me backtrack. As as I said, the... um, This was originally a Spanish site, so when you go to ageac.org, it comes up immediately in Spanish. And then if you want to get access to the English site, you have to do the forward slash EN or backslash, whichever one it is, Um, which then leads to the translated version. And I think in the translated version, certain things get lost in in translation or as Tretch from Naughty by by Nature would say, translation, translation. So I think some of the stuff I'm reading here is going to be a little bit off and if you do and if y'all don't really know what that reference was about that translation reference i suggest you go scroll through drink champs with naughty by nature scroll through any any scroll through any point of that podcast you're gonna see exactly what i'm talking about anyway um, so what is geophilosophy it is known that the term quote-unquote philosophy etymologically comes from the greek words filio love and sophia wisdom it represents then the love of wisdom the verb filio in addition to love has the meaning of aspiring to aspire wisdom the introduction of the term of philosopher is attributed to pythagoras who lived from 496 to 580 bc when leon ruler of the philasians asked what was his profession and pythagoras replied that he was not wise sophist but simply a philosopher, lover of wisdom, aspirant to it. 
Since long before Pythagoras, numerous souls have aspired to wisdom, men and women who eagerly sought to solve the great enigmas of creation. Who are we really? With what purpose have we come to the world? What is the origin of the universe? Where did life come from? Does there exist an intelligence behind all creation? Did we exist before birth? Will we exist after death? It is randomness that brings joy or misfortunes to our lives. Or is there an already written destiny? As Jung said, reason alone is not enough. Therefore, as many are the seeds given by the tree and few are those that get to germinate and bear their fruits, the majority of those aspirants to wisdom fell by the way, limited by the knowledge that bestows reasoning. And it is the reason that enslaves man in dogmas, prejudices, concepts, and theories. With good reason, Goethe said, gray is every theory and green is the golden tree of life. Only a few, helped by a superior philosophy, managed to break free from the changing winds of intellect by conscious experience to reach the heights of true wisdom. Among them, Confucius, Buddha, Jesus, Solomon, Homer, Pythagoras, Plato, Socrates, Hermes, Trismegistus, Dante, Alighieri, etc. Thus we are faced with two types of philosophy, one that is here today and tomorrow is not, as the mind which today affirms white that's a typo. While tomorrow classifies it as black. Oh, yeah. Okay. As the mind which today affirms white, tomorrow classifies it as black. And another that has always been that what it is, immutable and eternal, and it does not change with the passing of centuries. The first, subjective, limited by the cognitive capacity of the aspirants to Sophia. The second, objective and truthful, sustained in the awakened consciousness and capable of responding in a serious and real way to all the questions that may arise within man. It is striking that while profoundly examining all the myths, beliefs, legends, symbols, cults, etc. of the great cultures of the past, we can make out something more than mere coincidences. Its careful study, free of prejudice, has allowed us to discover a strong link between all of them. A mysterious common denominator that connects them. Without fear of being mistaken, we can affirm that the most eminent stages of antiquity had access to this philosophia perennis a universalis that may sought, that many sought and few found. This transcendental philosophy capable of giving man the keys of the intimate awakening with which to apprehend the great truths of life and death is not exclusive to any people, creed, or culture, as it has been present throughout centuries in the four cardinal points of our world. This is the universal philosophy of Gaia, a goddess who in Greek philosophy represents the earth, and from which derives the word geo. This is for us, in capitals, geophilosophy, as we have named it, the universal philosophy of the earth, because it is present in all the, the corners of the, this world, and it's not exclusive to any of its offspring, different cultures. Geophilosophy is opposed to the merely speculative philosophy, since it affirms, as we said previously, 
that there is a power superior to the mind that rests in the consciousness of the human being and which is possible to awaken until unimaginable limits. Whereas the mind reasons, the consciousness comprehends. Whereas the mind speculates, the consciousness perceives. Geophilosophy does not identify with any religious ideology because it recognizes in the creeds and religions of the entire world and since the world the sincere search of truth and the essential elements of the eternal philosophy. Geophilosophy affirms that it is absurd to look outside for what man carries within, and therefore agrees with Jung when he said, The one who looks outside dreams, but he who looks in his interior awakens. Geophilosophy does not pretend to teach anyone what to think as it comprehends that all dogmatism enslaves the human being. On the contrary, it encourages free will and the innate capacity of man to reflect and discern. Geophilosophy maintains that there is no more noble and just cause than to find the answer to who we are, where we come from, and where we are going. It is a right, and not a hearsay, to know the mysteries of the Creator. Thus it is, and thus it has been written, Quote, the glory of God consists in concealing his mysteries and the glory of man in discovering them. That's Proverbs 25, verse 2. Allow us, dear reader, to close this section by echoing the words of a distinguished philosopher. Wisdom is strong as a millenniary rock and ardent like a wildfire. When a man possesses it, he becomes immune to all banalities and he acquires firmness against unexpected changes of human destiny. And then there's some Latin business. Poside sapientiam quia oro melior est, which means possessing wisdom is better than possessing gold. All right, now to balance it out, we're going to go into some African metaphysics. Uh, I had a, had an article pulled up from Oxford Scholar, um, but then I found this post on Facebook, dated December third, two thousand and thirteen, and I might not have the entire rest of the. Or sorry, what I mean by that is, I might run out of time here, but I'm gonna start and read it anyway, see how far we can get. What is African metaphysics? Metaphysics, apart from its traditional and etymological definitions, has diverse definitions given differently by different scholars. However, in whatever way it's defined, it should include the necessity for a universal out outlook toward reality. The word metaphysics, which is said to have Greek origin, is believed to have been first used in the 4th century BC by the Peripatetic. It was seen as the science of being equal being. This means the study of reality from the point of view of other beings. Parmenides is often referred to as the real enunciator of Western metaphysics before Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle gave it a more detailed and rig rigorous treatment. Down to Immanuel Kant, metaphysics became divided into three major parts, namely rational theology, rational cosmology, and rational psychology. For Martin Heidegger, all ontological inquiries have missed the mark by not addressing satisfactorily the question of being. Metaphysics includes both 
sorry, metaphysics includes both transcends and particularisms of individual existence to focus on the interrelationships of particulars within the universal. It is therefore a philosophical outlook which tries to reach a more comprehensive, all-embracing, totalistic view of reality without neglecting the unique place of individual things in the holism of reality. So, in, t- in talking about reality, we, were, we are referring to both disparate and homogeneous, yeah, disparate and homogeneous outlooks. It may be an aspect of reality, such as properties, relations, individual beings, etc., It could be the examination of being in a generic sense. What is important in each case is to reach a general and fundamental assumption that articulate a rationally acceptable worldview as far as such sphere of reality is concerned. Michael Luz, Universals and Particulars, Readings and Ontology, captures the different area of concern of metaphysics. A.J. Ayer has succinctly defined metaphysics as that branch of philosophical discourse which deals with the fundamental question about the structure of reality. The etymological meaning of metaphysics holds that metaphysics is derived from the Greek words metaphysica, meaning after physics or transcending the physical. Adronicus of Rhodes, the chronicler of Aristotle's work on physical nature as metaphysics, is concerned with issues bordering on the extramental, spiritual, abstract, universal, or transcendental discipline. This cannot totally be said to be the understanding metaphysics evidences. Like Immanuel Kant, we see metaphysics as concerning the totality of reality, whether God as in rational theology, or man, nature, and the universe as in rational cosmology or mind, and its ideas as in rational psychology. However, these are not periscope wholly through a priori concepts, as some have opined, but through the interplay of a priori and a posteriori, oh my god, a priori and a posteriori concepts, or through experience and reason. Metaphysics is a science that seeks ultimate understanding of reality. I think it's a posteriori. Metaphysics is defined by Collingwood as the science of pure being and as a science which deals with presuppositions underlying ordinary science. Its procedure is to ignore the differences between the individual thing and that individual and attend only to whatever they have in common. Metaphysics deals with the nature of existence. Metaphysics being the study of reality as a whole is concerned with the generalization of experience for the purpose of identifying fundamental entities. Metaphysics therefore involves a synthesis of all experiences in order to achieve a coherent whole which gives a complete picture of reality. It is in this latter sense that we intend to survey aspects of African metaphysics to see how the disparate metaphysical objects of the African people fit into a coherent metaphysical framework. African metaphysics should be seen 
as the African way of perceiving, interpreting, and make, making meaning out of interactions among beings and reality in general. It is the totality of the African's perception of reality. African metaphysics will therefore include systematization of the African perspective as it relations to being and existence. This will embrace the holistic conception of reality with its appurtenance of relations, qualities, characterizations, being, and its subtleties, universals, particular ideas, minds, culture, logic, moral, theories, and presuppositions. African metaphysics is holistic and interrelated. The logic of their metaphysics underpins their standard and expectations. This is not to go with the impression that all African communities share the same standard even though the standard is community-based. Borrowing from Queen or Quine, each community operates from a background theory that penetrates its perception and metaphysics of reality. If you see things other than the way the community sees them, they will demean your understanding and systematize your alienness. What we intend to do is to abstract the general orientation of the African in their metaphysics and general views about certain aspects of reality. Here, we adumbrate the African's perception of the following aspect of reality, v. personality, being, substance, causality, immorality of the soul, witchcraft, appearance, and reality. To preface this examination, we aver that though we cannot really see African system as being rooted in the analytic tradition of Western philosophy, this is not to say that African metaphysics is less rigorous. African metaphysics is the primeval time due to their unwritten nature, cannot provide us with a written rigorous specimen of the metaphysics, argumentation, and analysis nonetheless. The spirit of rigor is not absent because every view is properly examined and seen to rationally explain a cosmic puzzle before it is accepted. The Africans had a pragmatic metaphysics. If an idea, an explanation, a conception, a belief, or folk wisdom worked, it was accepted even though they may not fulfill certain fundamental criteria of objective reality. This notwithstanding, the Africans had far-reaching thoughts about their environment, physical and transcendental phenomena with which they are acquainted. If an idea worked, they still dug deep to unravel through mystical means to ascertain the basic for such phenomenon in their reality scheme. This means that Africans were aware of the consequence of superficial contemplation of their universe. They thought and tried as deeply as their theoretical and experiential apparatus could aid them. Not having a form of writing must have hindered serious reflective after thought, which ruminating over written experiences can afford. A mere mental acquaintance and... <laughs> Sorry. A mere, <laughs> a mere mental acquaintance with reality cannot guarantee tenacity and longevity of ideas. The ideas evaporate and new attempts are made from time to time to recapture the substance of previous experience. 
But as J.I. Omoregbe has opined, the Africans store their ideas in the form of folklores, folk wisdom, mythologies, traditional proverbs, religious worldviews, etc. This enables them to examine more closely their views. However, this form of preservation cannot be compared with documentation in written form. Their experiences are tested in order to ascertain their truth. These tests provide the Africans with clues as they continue their forays into the wilderness of reality. It is therefore against such a background that African metaphysical should be periscoped. Nothing is accepted without evidence and reason. The reason may commit us to either empirical or rational validation. We can therefore say that in African metaphysics, empiricism merges with rationalism. The cleavage between empiricism and rationalism, if it exists at all, is not a matter for serious epistemological disputes. With this background, we shall examine different concepts in order to show how they feature in African metaphysics. Personality Personality as a noun concept means all the qualities and attributes that make an individual a distinct person. It includes one's makeup or constituent parts, character, conduct, and personal idiosyncrasies. But, in, but personality in the context in which we are viewing it is seen from the angle of what makes up the human personality in general and the significance of each consist, constituent part. The Western conception of a person being a rational, moral, free, linguistic, and social entity is taken for granted in the African metaphysics. In the Western conception of personality, a person is said to be made up of spirit, soul, and body. The spirit is usually said to be a higher principle in close link with the divine order, while the soul is the goal between, sandwiched between the spirit and the body, performing relational, regulative, and communicative functions. Communicative functions for both the spirit and the body. Plato dwelt extensively on this subject, talking of the rational, spirited, and appetitive parts, appetitive parts of the soul, which appropriately should be seen as a part of the individual rather than the soul. The rational represents the spirit, the spirited, the soul, and the appetitive, the body. All right, I'm running out of time here. I wish Facebook allowed you to, to like highlight things within the post. Maybe, maybe it does, and I just don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening to that long essay. Again, this is at African Philosophy on Facebook.